our topic for tonight is uh, the accepting of kingship of Hashem. Why it's not so easy. Uh, I think we have good solid basis in the words of Chazal that can show how this is um, not easy even when a person has already accepted it to be able to truly affirm it and maintain it. Um, and I'd like to get to that at some point. But if um, there's anything that you could share from your own sense of things, whether yourself personally or what you may have uh, picked up. Is Rebbe asking why we think it's hard to accept Hashem as king? Yes. Is there any, any, any thought that comes to your mind, whether from your own experience or from what you've heard, or what might make it not so, at the very least, not so easy to accept the kingship of Hashem? And perhaps we should really be defining first what does it mean, accepting, just to, def, just, just to lay the groundwork, I think, so that um, the terminology is clear. Because, of course, you can wonder, um, does Hashem need any acceptance from us? And of course, it relates to how we are related to it. And we learned before from Ramban that even in the fundamental amuna recognition of Hashem as creator is contains everything that's needed to be fully in touch and worthy of description of Kabbalah's Malchus, of accepting Hashem as the king, because we could try to phase that out and not be aware. So I think we're trying to de define acceptance not as something that we are giving as some kind of a gift, submitting, but just coming to recognize the truth that Hashem as the creator of us, as the created being who can know Hashem and can be the one to accomplish us Hashem's purpose, the only one who can accomplish it, the one to this is given. That itself is the recognition of Hashem as our Melech, and we are as Hashem is the creator, who is given to us to accomplish his purpose in the creation. That's what we're defining as Hashem's kingship. Of course, it includes Hashem's total mastery of everything in the universe and our life, but it also includes that there is a purpose that Hashem has in the creation, and we are the ones to bring it about. And that's we would seem from the Ramban able to come just from the basic knowledge, the clear, profound, embraced knowledge of Hashem as the creator carries with us all of this. Shem is the creator. We are the ones to bring about his purpose in the creation. We are the beings of intelligence, of freedom of choice. We can be the only ones that are intended to be the purpose of the creation. And that's what defines us as the quote-unquote servant, the one to bring about the purpose of Hashem as Melech, who is relating to us as what is giving us that, that mission, that purpose, and evolve with us, not divorced from the world that they created, but most intimately involves 
including giving us to be the one to bring about his purpose, which ultimately needs to be revealed in detail. But the being the Evet is knowing that we are the ones who are to are able and intended to be the ones to bring about the purpose and receive the, the good results of that purpose, that infinitely good results. That's what it means to accept Hashem's kingship. So I'm hoping that this kind of approach to it already can help a lot to sort of go away from the typical mindset that accepting Hashem as the king means submission and self-negation, giving up our, our needs, our desires, and sacrificing ourselves as a laudatory gift to give of ourselves away to Hashem. That, that, that is not really what it is. Besides the fact that what do we have to sacrifice? We only have what Hashem gives us. So that whole mindset is flawed. But besides that, there's no sacrifice involved and it's not about sacrifice. It's not about submitting ourselves. It's about simply recognizing who we are, what we are, which is something that is as, as great as could be, the ones to bring about Hashem's purpose in the creation. It's to this that I'm addressing the question that this, even in this in a certain sense, much more uplifted form, much more correct form, might also not get be so easy. <laughs> Doesn't have with it anymore the, the negative elements of having to negate ourselves and lower ourselves, put ourselves down, but not being put down. As the, as the servant of Hashem, as connected to Hashem, we are the peak uplifting. We may have nothing of ourselves, of our own, because everything we have is Hashem giving us. But then we are the recipients of Hashem's bracha constantly, of Hashem's empowerment constantly, of Hashem's giving us to be his means of, of accomplishing his purpose in the creation constantly. Okay, that's the peak greatness. That will not be that will not be able to lower a person, it'll only lift him up. There cannot be any lowering. There's only giving up of a sense of my own greatness, divorced from Russia. So my question is, is this something that's of course okay, not simple to get a get a grasp of? Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's why it's not so easy. It's you know quite lofty. But in a certain sense, it's very simple. Hashem is the creator. It's quite evident. His, 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 his creation is unmistakable. And we are the ones who he has made to be the, the means of achieving the purpose of the creation. Can, can, I, I, wonder, ask, can I ask um, a question? Yes, please. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but no, please go ahead. Hashem made a lot of creatures, but yes, we're and there's a lot of living creatures, yes. but we're the only we're the only living creatures that Hashem put put, put a certain kind of soul into. Yes. 
So, right. and we're different than the than the animal soul. We have a we have a, a soul that Hashem breathed into us. That's right. Yes, and and, and we have the intelligence that you know the kind of intelligence that only human beings have. Okay, keep going. Uh-oh, I lost you. No, I'm here. I, I, I okay. don't know what else to say. We're, we're, we're different. We're able to think about these kind of things, whereas no other animals or, you know, that Hashem made are able to think like that. They just have their own little, little pre-programmed right. so, mind and that's it. So, so, so my question is, when, when, when we realize this and we now know that we are the ones who Hashem has designed to bring about his purpose in creation. And we are essentially aware that Shem is the Almighty King, the Creator, who is relating to relating to us, enabling us to know Him, giving us to have a place in that creation that is the primary place that has that have the soul that can use it, that have the freedom of choice to use it. Um. So, is it, is it now? Um, Free and clear. Is there any anything that could sort of um, so? Can I share? Can I share about my own? I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like that. It definitely makes it, um, you know, something that is that looks like very appealing and special. And you know, we're going to bring about Hashem's purpose in the world. It sounds very uh, lofty, like Rebbe said. Uh, but for me, it comes with the expectation that we're going to be complete tzaddikim, and I'm not there yet. So that that makes it like I'm not really eligible for this. Like I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's very nice, Excellent. but I'm not there. Excellent. Excellent. Would you allow me to um, to maybe like uh, um, phrase that in a, in a similar kind of way? Not not exactly identical, but maybe almost identical. Because I've I've heard this before. That um, after presenting, you know, similar, very beautiful ideas, um, being told that by somebody I have a good relationship with, I can't really connect with this because I'm not living like that. That's not my, that's not the nature of my life right now. The truth is, I think it could be in like two ways. It could be in terms of expectation for the future. This means that I have to, of course, embrace and live by the whole Torah. That's a monumental task. But it could also be in terms of who I am right now, where a person will feel like this conflict to myself, where I am, and that will, will cause me to be very uncomfortable. And almost like feel I have to reject it. Because uh, if I, that's what I, what I am, Eben Hashem, then that should define all my actions. Does that does that sound like it's along the lines of what you're saying? Yes. 
Oh, so let's let's examine this together for a moment, <laughs> because um, question is where does this come from? Essentially, that um, well, what is the real core issue when we sense that conflict? Is it merely the fact that? Oh, there's a gap between my understanding, my, my newly found understanding, and my, my behavioral performance. Is that enough to sort of cause me to turn away from it? I wonder, that in, what, in one sense, really, um, maybe you wouldn't realize this so readily, but we stop to think about it a little bit. Lachora, we should be able to understand that by definition, our, our actions will always follow our understanding. And there always has to be a progression of learning, coming to understand something and appreciate something, and then trying to utilize that and draw upon that to produce the good actions and the good performance, the best good kinds, that would be matching with what we understand to be correct. But the, the behavior can never come simultaneously because then what would have been the, the, the cause of it? So by definition, there always has to be some kind of a gap, which by definition means some kind of a conflict between what I understand to be right and the level of my accomplishing of it, which always is bound to take some time until it becomes really integrated. Does that oh, make I mean, sense? I, I'm not sure if I understand exactly, but I think that would be, that would make sense if I feel like I'm on a path where at some point I'll be able to do everything right. It will just take this process of learning, understanding, doing, and then going to the next thing. But there are some, what if there are some things that I feel like I just can't, ever get to or ever master or ever keep because they're just too overwhelmingly hard it, for me in my life circumstances with whatever I'm dealing with. So, 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 so let's try to, you know, examine that because of course we, we understand that Hashem knows our abilities. If something is really out of the range of our capacity, then it's quite likely that um, it's not expected of us. But I don't know if we even really need that to be the predominant factor. I think it's more maybe a matter of allowing ourselves to you know, discover something that we didn't know about before. We're, we're, we, we may have like certain like very fixed assumptions of what is within our ability and what is impossible to reach. That, that may not necessarily be correct. We don't even know yet for sure. So I, I would think that perhaps we could take sort of a, uh, a let's, let's, let's see, a kind of a, like exploration, a kind of a, like a journey. Well, I, I told you Petrina would help you put it away. Oh, to mute. We need somebody muted. Thank you. So, 
if I if I gain a, a new kind of understanding that could possibly have the potential to take me to a place that I wasn't at before, I have to give it a chance. I can't necessarily like conclude for myself that that will, that will, will not be able to work. I suspect that what really what it's all about is not so much the, the simple conflict between my understanding or what I think might really be expected of me and I'm not reaching it yet. I think it may be more about um, my judgment of myself as therefore not really being a good person if I'm not living up to what I imagine might be expected of me. Or it's almost like, like we have a concept of like, this is what would be considered good enough in light of whatever I know now. And if I'm not matching it, then that means that I'm not really a good Jew, to be very simplistic about it. I'm not a good person. And that's a koach in us, to be harshly judgmental of ourselves. That's in, that also Hashem made within us to have to struggle with. <laughs> because again, if we know that, of course, the understanding has to come first. If we know the growing Mishle, we have to go step by step. If we know that Tavolatayr Hashem helps, if we know that, who knows where we might go? You know, we don't, we don't know yet or what we might be able to reach if we try to go and do what's within our ability right now, what's before us, and try to focus on that and, you know, not worry yet about how we're going to get to the, 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 the highest, best goal. Then it could be, it could be okay. But we're subject to this koach within us of that's very harshly judgmental, whether it's universally natural, whether it's learned from, you know, different parts of our, you know, society, environment, etc., upbringing, etc. So then we, we apply to ourselves that, oh, if I know this, I want to do that. And if I'm not, then I'm not okay. And we have to be able to be aware of that call of thinking in us and not necessarily submit to it and say, oh, yeah, okay, there's that call in me that wants to put me down and label myself as not being okay, not being good enough, and realize that may not be true. You know, it's a thought, but, you know, after I, this, this, uh, <laughs> that could be coming from the Eighth Sahara, that could be coming from, you know, all kinds of sources that are not truth and just try to, you know, take the good and see what I could do with it. And like, so let those thoughts just like, you know, <laughs> float off, not, not allow them to take control, so to speak. The awareness of them, of that power, that very strong power could be hopefully very helpful. And to have a good belief that, you know, gaining good understanding can produce good things step-by-step. Um, as, as a mushal, when I first came into yeshiva, the thought of like trying to say your own chiddush and learning was like, like what, like unimaginable, like you know, like and and besides, like where's the room to say any, anything new? This after so many swarm been written all the way to the stipler, <laughs> and then you know, as time goes on, you realize that wherever you turn, there's, there's a need for trying to find pshat, and you know. If you put in some effort, Hashem sends something, and you know, you can find something that's 
could be worthy of, you know, some kind of a chalik. And these are abilities that you don't know could develop when you first start. As probably true in many areas of life. That when we first start on the road, we may not know what abilities can somehow be gained. So we have to like be okay with not being able to see yet how we're going to get to where we would like to get and just try to focus on what's before me right now, today. Making like smaller goals, more, more sort of short-term, like or almost immediate goals. I'm trying to do this. Hoping to Hashem to help me to do this today, now. And, you know, <laughs> trying to hold on to the good ideas. Find a way to integrate them. Okay, that's, that's my suggestion. I hope that makes sense. Yes, okay, Yehuda, go ahead. Love says we have to relearn everything, and this might be a very good opportunity. If you are noticing that, oh, I'm learning something that sounds sounds valid, sounds based, sounds nice, and a lot of other things don't seem to fit with that with it. Maybe we need to re-examine those things and discover new meaning. But I, I think I'd like to try to stick just with the basic question of what might make it not so easy to even embrace this um, very beautiful form of definition of Hashem as the king and us as his good servants. I have to get to that, I think, maybe in the next session. <laughs> I think that warrants a session. It's all right, because after all, we do find in the Gemara and Brachos that um, the, the parish of Shema comes first, and then comes which is in the Kabbalah's oil mitzvahs. So it seems like there are two concepts, which, which in itself needs to be understood. So the, what, what is the Indian of the Kabbalah of oil mitzvahs? Like we find in the Midrash that Hashem said to B'nai Yisrael, Am I the Hashem who's Malchus, you are Makabal and Mitzrayim? And B'nai Yisrael said, yes, yes, they affirmed their Munah. And Hashem said, just as you are Makabal my Malchus, so too she Makabal my Gzevas. So what is that second Kabbalah? It would seem like once we recognize ourselves as the, uh, the, the loyal, beloved servant, the exalted servant to bring about Hashem's plan, the rest is just details. It seems to be a second kind of Kabbalah or additional Kabbalah that's needed. So that, I think, warrants the discussion in its own right. To be able to really understand what the mission is all about, the nature of the mission, what it's really all about, how to relate to it in the best good way, which may not be so simple as its own right. But at this first step of recognizing ourselves as who we are, um, still exploring why it may not be so easy. Um, I'm, I'm still eager to hear if anybody has anything else to share. But following what you said, Yehuda, I think there could be an element of when something is very novel that it is resisted by a person because it's hard for us to accept that our idea about something up until now 
was not correct. That's why the Chalas Lovis has to encourage us to try to learn the Torah as if it was as if it's, as if it's new to us, because it's so hard to embrace a new idea, and we will wonder, well, if this is true, how can I not have known it before? So I think that could also be something that sort of works against, to some degree, a new discovery, even if it's of a good nature. Also, be another element when it's not so well known in the world at large. It's not the message that you hear all the time. You know, you can start wondering. You know, like, could this really be? Like, how come? How come this is not? You know, a common knowledge if it is. Uh, is correct and maybe even like because being presented as very simple and very compelling <laughs> this is compelling truth why is it such a big secret okay so um i think we would have covered that uh i just cl- can i clarify the question? Haba. yes please uh, um sure. you're looking fantastic <laughs> um now i came on like a minute late maybe like you clarify the question i'm just I mean, you mentioned like Yehuda, there are obviously two, I mean, as you said, like there's two parts, let's say being Makabal Omel Hashemayim and then being Makabal the Mitzvah. So is your question that why does it seem to be difficult to be Makabal Hashem's Malchus since it's such an uplifting, amazing experience and, and connection? Or is the question more, why is it hard? Because to me, like that, just Hakara is not, is not, does not seem so difficult many times, but like, to go through your whole life when every time you open up a Gemara and having to wake up early for Shacharis and, you know, in a Luv and Esrug and, and making sure you say the right brachas like that, that, that is very, very challenging. It's very understandable. That's, that's challenging because it takes a lot of effort and a person is, is pulled to want to, you know, want to satisfy the desires of the Yitzhahara. So what is your question doing the mitzvahs? Well, could you hear? So, so well, well, working with that thought, could, could you, could you hear the possibility that the more that I recognize the truth of Hashem's kingship and my role, my, my true definition as the one to follow his plan and bring about his plan, that's going to be a higher degree obligation upon me to really accomplish it. Like it's, this is so valuable and so critical and so, so primary, so the purpose of everything. Then how can I not? do all those things and that's will, will make me even sort of you know more um feeling obliged to do them and 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 more pain if i don't if i fall short in doing them so that itself the the, the greatness of the responsibility the enormity of the responsibility to bring about such a valuable mission could make it hard to accept that mission to really embrace that mission to really identify myself as the one to bring about Hashem's purpose in the creation, which of course will be through all the details of the Torah. It's going to be a hard thing to fully embrace because that's going to mean how can I not do all of this? And that will, that will be compelling me and therefore also sort of you know, invoking some kind of a desire to lessen it and not necessarily know this with all my mind and all my heart. Right, any perspective would carry this, but even this, even this more positive one, not negating myself, but still, I am undertaking as myself to be the the one to bring about Hashem's purpose. I sure better not mess up, right? 
What, 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 how does that sound, Moshe? I'm a little confused how, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I don't, you want to say it again? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just raising the question that maybe what you're touching on, that the, 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 the great um, task that is before us of fulfilling the Torah in all its details, will become even more intensified the feeling of responsibility towards it the more that i recognize the value of it the importance of it the significance of it how how compelling it is to to really achieve that that's like you know, like adding some pressure on myself right you're explaining why it would be hard to do the mitzvot without hakara or why it might, might be hard to break that hakara since that's going to demand of me even more powerfully to make sure to do all the mitzvahs. Until now, okay, if I didn't do one of the mitzvahs, okay, you know, I don't see it as being like, uh, like, like such, a, such a major thing. But if the mitzvahs all are contributing towards my whole existence as the my whole meaning, my whole definition of bringing about Hashem's plan, so then I can't afford to... <laughs> to be lax in any of them, that's going to be very powerful. That, that could be sort of stepped back from. I may, I may not want to engage in that so much. That, that, that's, that's uh, you know, a counterbalance to co-op to sort of, you know, push me away a little bit from this. What about, what about the fact that it just it's it's hard sometimes to see the connection between a lot of, a lot of like the, the, the person's breaking his teeth over like a gemara person you know doing doing certain mitzvahs which are which are hard you know it is an old right there's a reason why it's why I call that like it's hard to see the connection between this amazing connection and relationship to really working hard and doing making sure you do all the mitzvahs like it, even not the pressure that every single mice makes a difference but the fact that live, living a daily life is for a person you know for a regular type of person is not it's hard to see the connection between Hashem and, and the mitzvot. So you don't see it as this amazing connective experience with Hashem. You see more of a, there's so much, so many things to do and it's so, so many hard things to do. And like, you don't have the inspiration at the moment when you're doing them. So it just seems like, uh, I'm not sure if I have it clear, but. Um, no, that's a very good point. It's all right. That's a very good point that, um, it's not, it's, it, it doesn't seem so simple for this to translate into empowering us to be Mekai the Mitzvos since, in all their details and with all their difficulties sometimes, since we don't always experience, since off we don't experience them as a means of connection to our shepherd. Those areas where we could see very much, oh, being a little more compassionate, oh, that would be connected to Hashem, we're following Hashem as being, being more humble, oh, Hashem is Eshkrim, is Daka, being kind, being giving, being just fair, just honest, oh, we can see there, oh, this is going the ways of Hashem, it's worth the effort to make myself into a person that has these middles. It's worth giving up a lot of money and a little bit of a shady deal to be called the Midas Ha'emes, that is Hashem's seal, Hashem's signatory. Oh, okay. <laughs> but a lot of other things that we're doing, we don't 
see readily how they are connecting us to Hashem, how they are fulfilling Hashem's purpose. We don't see how they are carrying out Hashem's purpose. Okay, that's a, that's a very important topic for um, another night, but make sure we don't forget it. Um, but could be in Dunya at least like some understanding of the system, some basic understanding of how these things, not, not necessarily in specific nature, but like the nature of what they are really all about to have that carry over. Otherwise we're left with just, okay, a good general concept, but it hasn't yet been connected. It wasn't the Kabul, the old mitzvahs in the right kind of way. I didn't understand what the Xeris are about in some kind of a specific way, then they then they remain disconnected. That there, there is a uh, next level where after a person knows that he is the one to bring about Hashem's purpose, to really understand that purpose, understand the nature of the mitzvot in that purpose. Then the third level will be the specific way, as much as we can, how they are contributing to bringing it about. Whether it's the working up shot and the tosfus, or it's the getting up to the davening, whether it's the finding of the the details of how they work, that's the, the final level, as best we can. But, and the starting point is, who am I? What am I? I am the one to bring about Hashem's purpose. But there's a middle level, of what is the nature of that purpose and how does what I do contribute to that purpose? What is the real, real content, the real soul of what I'm doing as opposed to just, I'm told to do it by someone who I trust completely. So, so the, the, the fuller understanding could help think in the significant way. I'll be, you know, <laughs> But um, once again, coming back to just the basic embracing of my role as Hashem's emissary agent, almost extension to bring about his purpose in the Bria through my good ability and my freedom of choice. I think there's something about it that makes it not so easy. It really could be obvious, maybe not so obvious. You know, I heard recently a, a, a recording of a talk that I Jacobs or why Jacobson gave on the topic of the Jewish nation being the chosen nation. He says that um, most Jewish people that you'll meet are very uncomfortable with this concept. And when you tell them that the chosen nation they're, they're very resistant to that. They don't want to be, be labeled as the chosen nation. Um, whereas maybe other people in the world would be fine with it. <laughs> that's, his, that's his sense of things. They have no problem with asserting themselves to be the chosen nation. Only when you meet Jews, they say, no, 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 not me. I don't want to be carrying that, that label. And, you know, there could be number of factors that play into it. But I have a hunch 
that's part of what plays into it for the Jewish people is the fact that they have a sense deep down of the power that is contained in that. The, the real impact that that carries, and of course, because it is actually true, and they make sense on, on some level that it really is true, based on their knowledge of the Torah and Sinas Torah and our history, etc., that we are the chosen nation of Hashem. That relationship of being Hashem's chosen nation, that just very fact of being the one who was chosen by Hashem to carry out his plan is awesomely powerful. It's, it's, it's a kind of relationship that is of such intensity, such enormity, such significance, such can, can I, can power. I... Can I say there could be a there could be yes go ahead it could be a, like like a hesitancy to to enter into that like you're being taken over but in a very are, powerful way go ahead why aren't we the default nation because I understand that Hashem offered the Torah to to sixty nine other nations before <laughs> first oh um, I don't think it was ever meant that it would not be offered to us. In fact, the, the Ramchal explains in the Sefer Derech Hashem that Avram and his children were already chosen at the time, Avram was chosen at the time of the Dara Flaga of the Tower of Babel to be the nation that would bring about Hashem's purpose in the creation, which they needed to be by that point. But the other nations had a second chance to also join in at the time of when the Torah was given. Is, it, but, is um, that why? The, and the Jewish two, people also had to had to choose. Go ahead. Two two versions of the Ten Commandments. One one is a little bit. The first ones are a little bit more general, and the the second one is is more specific to, to the Jewish nation. I, I don't know if we could say the Ten Commandments are for all nations. There are, of course, the seven mitzvahs for all nations that were taught to Moshe Rabbeinu on our Sinai, which if the other nations fulfilled for that reason, because it was revealed to Moshe and he was told that it was already taught to Noah, then they, they are considered wise and pious people. But um, of course, the Torah of was written down, we have in the last parsha. It was written down in 70 languages for other people to be able to come and learn from it, even though it was not their, their own direct obligation, all the mitzvahs. Um, but, um, but in terms of being a chosen nation, it was always meant to be the Jewish people. In fact, T.S. Mitzrayim was very much um, involved with that and relating to that. Aral says that Hashem was the one to take us out, not through a malach or any other spiritual power, only Hashem himself personally, which is only proper since Hashem was taking the Jewish people who were to be his chosen nation. They were his, to be his special people. So it was only proper that he should be the one who was doing this great delivery, this great salvation for us. 
So it was already being created in Mitzrayim, but still we had to accept it of our own. Um, and even the uh, sort of um, a- aspect of cholesterol having to accept it came after they already said Nasa Vinishma. Toad says we might have wanted to sort of retract based on seeing the awesomeness of our, of our Sinai. And that's where it was like we weren't allowed to go back in our word, but there had to be an acceptance even of the Jewish people and the other nations were also given a chance. So, in that, but, but even, even in the sense of the other nations being allowed to join, it would seem from the Torah that the Jewish people would have still been in the leadership position, just like the Kohanim were the ones who were the primary teachers of Torah. Hashem said to Bnei Yisrael, you will be from Imam Lechaz Kainim, the Gai Kadosh, which is the Fulna says means that we will be the ones who will understand and to teach all the nations that will serve Hashem together. So even if had they accepted the Torah, it would seem that the Jewish people would still have had a, a primary place to be the main teachers to all the rest of the nations. So then, then the question is, why do Jewish people have such a difficulty? You might, you might say because we're not comfortable with uh, feeling, with, with you know, coming to feel superior over and above other people. But I suspect that that's not all that it's about. I suspect that it's largely about the awareness of what this entails, how powerful it is, how close it brings us to Hashem. And there is a, a power in a person to resist that closeness. There's the power of, of closeness, of yididus, of oneness, of connection. And then there's the power in a person to be separate, to be, to be unto himself, to be disconnected, so to, have, to have a separate identity. And this awareness of Hashem's Ebed, Hashem, such a close connection, that that itself, I think, could evoke some kind of a... <laughs> if, if, we really, if we really grasp it, if we really come to realize what it is, it could trigger some kind of a pulling back from it. Not, not, not necessarily it's itself the trigger but they could go sort of hand in hand with it the power of the person to resist that that's such a such an intensity such a totality besides how it plays out in our behavior besides what it like almost like the asks of us calls upon us from us demands of us but just the the innate definition is very, very powerful. And it could be that, you know, it could be a place in the person that doesn't feel ready to, to embrace this. But we should be aware that's the call in the person that we're designed with. And we have to be aware of too, sort of guard against that. Um, that is that that's have to submit to. And I think also very simply, since this is a complete new definition of, of ourselves, that there could be a resistance to embracing 
this full, complete definition of oneself. Until now, I defined myself maybe different ways, you know, by my career, by my profession, by my abilities, by my skills, by my personality, whatever it might be. And now to come to realize this is who I am. This is what I am. That's very new. That's unfamiliar. That's, that's calling upon me to sort of let go of the previous very significant part of my life, how I define myself. Of course, it could wind up being much better, but it's still very novel. So that makes it not so easy. I'm sorry, you were going to say something? No, no I'm, I'm, I don't have okay. anything else to add. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Um, Can I just clarify first? Uh, yes, quickly? please. Is Rebbe yes. saying, it sounds like there's two different things going on, that there's a a sense that we can feel we're losing ourselves in some way, and then a separate thing of there's a tremendous power in this move that will be, and with, you know, with great power comes great responsibility and we shun away from that. So aren't those two separate things? Yes, definitely. There's the, the sort of having to let go of the, of the long-standing sense of self that this carries with it. And, and just the, even, even, even before we enter into responsibility, it's almost hand in hand. Like, this is like so powerful in its own right. That self-definition, that closeness to Hashem, it's calling me to be aware of such a closeness. Hashem made a creation. He has a purpose. And it's given to me to bring about that purpose. I am the means of the actualization of Hashem's purpose in his creation. It's like such an intimacy with Hashem. That's, that's, that, can, that can itself be hard to embrace. Like even, even in even human relationships. Like we need some kind of us, often you know, maybe sometimes it can it can be not not the best kind of thing. But even where something could be good, there's like a hesitancy to be so close. Is there an, is there an element of the reason why so powerfully? Go ahead. Is there like the first thing you mentioned, like a person is losing a sense of self to some extent? Um, the it, old it, one, it, old one. Right, the, but, <laughs> the old one. <laughs> no, no, it's true. But it's part of the reason why it's difficult is because, like, let's say, based by other relationships, by like a very good friend or 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 a spouse, like a person has, a person has times and a person has certain emotions that he puts into to the relationship. But he also has, he also takes care of his own needs. He also has his own life. He goes to work and then he comes back home and, and then he's a husband. But when he's when he's working, he's his own person. But like with Avodah Hashem, it's like a constant. It's a kind you could. You go after three hour davening in shul, and then you you're back to every single second needs to be related to Hashem, which is just very very overwhelming and 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 hard, and just like it's just like a lot, like it's not a. Right. So you're you're again touching on 
um, the amount that it's going to ask me to do, to be on task, to be working hard. And that's 100% valid. That is definitely correct also. Um, I'm suggesting, you know, to try to get a sense, maybe we could, you know, think about it, see if there's something there, that even, even before that, just like what this means is so powerful. Why would that first reason person not want to Before I start thinking. Why is that why is that first reason? Why would a person not want that new sense of self? Like it's such an amazing sense Try of self. Try to take it in, right? Try to take it in, see what happens. <laughs> Try to actually happen. <laughs> Okay, if you can handle being blown away, so Kalakavod. <laughs> you can handle being totally blown away. I, it, it may be premature to try to judge um, how that's going to impact my behavior until I first really tune into this, buy in. And, grasp it maybe maybe if i truly grasp it the response will be what can i do for this where is there enough what can i grab where are there ways how to bring this into the mice oh i have a whole day that's not enough i need more than a day i need more than seven days in a week <laughs> we don't know yet it's too soon our assumptions are that oh it's going to be it's going to be pressure on me that's because that's our that's our common you know familiar kind of uh, experience with things anything as demanding we relate to as like responsibility equals pressure responsibility equals demand a true evidence of the king can't find enough ways how to how to declare the honor of his king He's in the diamond store, shoveling in diamonds. There's a big shovel, he's shoveling into the sack. Like, how can I get enough of these? Okay, but that's not going to be so quick and automatic. So, there's bound to be like old kind of concepts and old kind of feelings that are gonna sort of creep in. So, it's, you know, it's a little bit, it's like, you know, shouldn't expect it to be like, you know, immediately just wonderful. But uh, I think there's valid hope. Changing the basic relatedness. My sense is it, it, it will take good work. It's not enough just to have the concept for it to just translate. And all the concepts, you can have them, you can understand them, agree with them, celebrate them, and to translate into the, to, to bring it into the Misa is a whole other job. But at the very least, we'll know what it's supposed to be.
So we'll know when we're experiencing it in that such a good way, like, oh, it really could be different. It really would be better to be different. Arizal was told of his, 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 his achievements on doing mitzvahs besimcha. Okay, like, do we have shaykhs to do? No. But it's such a concept. Oh, it's kedai to try to do a mitzvah besimcha. It's a very, very chashim thing. Ram says it's a very good deal. Okay. I think uh, then we can pause here. <laughs> okay, Yashakayah Abaisa. Yashakayah. Thank you very much for being Thank with you us. Thank you so much. Thank Who's you. Bye bye. Oh, I, I, I missed the whole yeah. thing. I feel like the, uh, the muscle. <laughs> you have any parting diamonds? One second. Who who is who is that? I couldn't hear. I ate that. Oh, okay. By just for you, I will add the one thought. Try try to be not too long. Um, Thank you so much. And we see from the from the mechilta that um, embracing the avdus, Hashem is malchus, is not such an easy thing because the. Um, and the Chilta says that um, the Indian of um, can be compared to a Melech who came to the country and he said, I will be your king, offering to be their king. And they said, what have you done for us to rule over us? So he built a wall for the city. He brought it in irrigation, he fought wars for them. Then he came in, he said, I'll be your king. And they said, hey, yes, you will recurrent nature as our king. And similarly, Hashem took he brought down the mon, brought out the water from the air, he brought the slav, he fought Muhammad Samolek. Then he came to Sinai and he said, uh, All right. will, I, can, will I be your Hashem? And they said, Hain Vahain, yes. And they reaffirmed, Ramban explains, the Amunah that they really had in Mitzrayim. And the Prophet says, mm -hmm. So, what does it mean when the king says, I will be your king? And they said, and they say, what have you done to rule over us? Are they testing him? Are they trying to see, is he capable? Right. It doesn't seem oh like God. just a matter of testing his ability. That right. they should have said, how do we know that you're able to be a king? How do we know that you have what it takes? And, and how would he be presenting himself and offering to be a king if they have no way of knowing that he has the capacity? That wouldn't make much sense at all. So it has to be that they are asking for, for him to do something for them personally to enable themselves to be fully reliant and trusting him and accepting and embracing him as their melech and totally giving themselves over with loyal devotion as his avod. And even though they know he's great and magnificent and powerful, and ready to be the king and sincere 
for them to have that full capacity to totally embrace him as their melech and themselves as nothing but Savadin, they need to have actually received some benefit from it. And that's what Hashem is doing for Kali Even after they had a moon in Mitzrayim, and it says by Yahmeinah, still doing more for this purpose, to come to our Sinai and say, Am I the Hashem who, who will become my Malchus in Mitzrayim? Yes. Yeah. But Israel didn't say, what, what have you done for us? But Hashem on his own, first, does all these salvations for Kali does he, does, does, is this necessary? Don't they know Hashem is the, the Bairei? Don't they know that they are created to be a Zavadim? Didn't they really make Kabbalah out of Mitzrayim when they when, when it says about says that's Kabbalah's Malchus, the Amuna? So they really were Kabbalah Malchus? Still, for it to be lasting, for it to be secure, to affirm it in a way that it will be eternal, it needs to have been some kind of introduction. Klausner receiving from Hashem all these kinds of help in life. <laughs> Obvious. Salvation from Mitzrayim. Food. Water. Lachamois. Doing all these I, things. Can I ask you a question? Yes. So, but, 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 but you hear that I this hear, is all preparing them to affirm the Amuna that it should be everlasting in their heart. Now, ultimately, though, ultimately, this is a, um, it's a mice, it's a chasarana, right? Meaning that um, maybe it's just inherent in their human, is being human. But they have to, are you understanding that it's like they had to see, they had to, like, make sure it was for their, let's tell you that there was for their benefit, that, they were, that it, was a, it was a good mm-hmm. situation. Like, no, what, no, I mean, no, I don't, I don't. Their physical I needs like also, that. it's like a weird thing, like, like this, meaning like right. we were talking very holy Zachin, like, yeah, okay, we give them water and like, well, I don't I just don't see the relationship so much, like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it um, as a proof, I would call it as the experience of Hashem caring for them, of Hashem saving them, like the Mbana and Akev, Hashem is providing for them where they couldn't survive, Hashem is taking them out of its shrine where they couldn't escape experiencing Hashem's involvement and care to them. It's this like, is a way of seeing, of seeing and, and in a very real way, I mean, experiencing their right, today, Hashem today, giving, Hashem's full dedication to them. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Right, able to have that full trust, to embrace the Amuna, to not hold back from it, to not be Messiah Das from it, to not, like, like limit it, to minimize it, to to, to embrace it, to know it, to want to know it in their heart and soul. Like the fullness that they can experience. That's the hang. Yes, you are Hashem. We are your nation. Right. Needed to have, have their experience. So meaning to apply- Hashem's taking them, saving them, giving them, providing them. Okay, can, can I say something? Please, please, Gary, go ahead. But it, it's more. It, You're speaking? This is Gary. It's it's more than that. It's Hashem was demonstrating His power the whole time they were in the in the desert, because Hashem didn't 
because food normally comes from the ground and and mayam normally comes from 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 heaven and the yes. whole four years, he reversed he reversed it the food came from <laughs> yes. heaven and the water yes. came from the ground and, yes and excellent excellent you're right that's, power the whole right. time it was yes excellent that's true it was ongoing and and seems that i think um discussed in the Mestaipo Sefer Chayodom that it wasn't necessary for classroom in that period to have this long-lasting um, experience, miraculous experience. But the, the way um, the Michilta seems that, that Ramban brings, it seems like it was uniquely necessary, had a specific role to prepare Israel as accepting Hashem as Dir Hashem which means the affirming the amuna in Hashem and themselves as the, the loyal servants uh, to prepare for that, they needed this. Like in the case where the king comes to the country and they're asking for him to do something for them in order to accept it. Here the acceptance is just recognition of Hashem as the bairi, as the provider as the one who is their creator. But even to, to, to embrace that, to know that in my heart, they needed to have this like personal benefits and of course miraculous benefits that precedes the, the moments of yeah, the Dibur of Anoche Hashem which Klaasho were responding to with the acceptance of it and the embracing of it and the full, complete knowledge of it. And the way you would apply this uh, practically... Does that, does that make that, sense, Gary? I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay, thank you. Have, but, but one, ahead, one other thing is Hashem <laughs> demonstrated his power during the plagues. It, yes, absolutely right. That's a very good point. And in terms of just demonstration of power and full recognition of Hashem's power, they had ample proof of that. This is something more of a, a direct personal nature. Hashem is giving them the food, giving them the water, fighting the battle for them. You know, the battle against Amalek wasn't the biggest miracle of all miracles. But again, that's, that's Hashem sending them the, the salvation from an enemy, like different types of personal involvement that they are receiving from Hashem. Well, why didn't they, why didn't, why, why didn't they have enough trust in Hashem when he promised them the Eretz Yisrael, <laughs> that they sent, that they sent the spies, they sent the spies and, and, oh. and 10 of them back <laughs> bad reports. Okay. That's not a simple parasha by any means, which we're not going to try to undertake tonight. <laughs> but that's a very good question to um, hopefully try to address at some point, in some place. Okay. okay. Please, please, please save it for us, Gary. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't okay. touch that dial. <laughs> Okay, Rabbi, you get the last word. Go ahead. Um, no, so my, my point is practically the idea is is that uh, for a person to really accept Hashem as the king, he's got to have this yes. going into it 
that um, that that Hashem is all invested in taking care of him and all and Klal and, and is totally invested. That is that what you're saying? Right. The, 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 the experience of receiving that personally from Hashem's salvation from Mitzrayim and continuing in the Midbar is like laying the groundwork to, to enable them to affirm even the basic amuna which they already had. And it should be, it should be what it needs to be. You have to read, Rabbi. You ever read Ramosh Yichil Epstein? The Ashraver Rebbe, the Bar Moshe? And the Ishtar? No. Uh, he, he talks a lot about these types of Inyanim, I think. Okay, if you could take a picture and send it to me, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, he has like a number of pieces on this, but he has a whole piece on okay. uh, first being the Kabbal Ol Machshemayim, then Ol Mitzvahs, then he talks like in these, in these oh. terms. Oh my, okay, I, I have to get that safer. Well, at least tell me the Mara welcome or we'll get it off. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you around. Okay. Yes, 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 I think Thank this you. is a record long session. Thank you I'm so, so much. I'm so happy it was. I was able to get involved. My, my Thank pleasure. You. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to you. Thank have a great you. Nice to meet you, Gary. Okay, nice to meet you too. All right, good night.